Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm getting really sharp pain here. And the guy came up and just went bam, bam, bam. Driven insane by this. You saw an apparition of a woman here. Right here, yes. Stop it! He died in the mental hospital. I heard this female voice. There's nobody there. He went insane. Oh, I think she got murdered. We will hurt you. Don't think that we won't. My name is Amy Allen. There's something down there. I see dead people. He doesn't want me back there. I speak to dead people. She's pissed. And they speak to me. She doesn't like the people who live here. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. Someone did hang themselves here. Where? There. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. Did you want to kill him? And I know every person, every house has secrets. She did die in this house. It's my job to reveal. Would you be surprised if there were bodies in this basement? No. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. Not good. When we uncover, if it's safe for you to stay, will it get worse? Or time to get out? Oh, yes. does the detective work. He meets with the homeowners, interviews the witnesses, and finds the evidence. So we can later find out if there are any correlations. I'm pulling into Great Falls, Montana. It's a city that got its name from the five waterfalls that surround the area. I'm going to investigate a house that's about 120 years old. The home is occupied by a woman, Kelly, who lives there with a six-year-old daughter. Kelly says she's seen a female apparition. She thinks she's going crazy, so I'm going to go meet with her now and find out what's going on. 
Matt comes in before me to make sure the location is clean. He takes down any information that might seem leading and could possibly influence my findings. He basically cleans the slate before I come in and do my walk. So much stress. Just feeling all these people in there, just so stressed out and worried and unhappy and... Stop it! Oh, I'm driven insane by this. I don't really like this place. So Kelly, now that I'm here, uh, why don't you explain what's going on? Well, I bought this house a couple years ago. For some reason, I had to have it. I felt compelled to buy it. It was the um, founder of Great Falls Home, Paris Gibson. Well, what do you know about him? Well, he had the house built in 1890, and he is also the person that founded Great Falls. So why don't you try to explain, if you can, what kind of strange things are going on? Well, when I bought the house, and I started renovating it, I realized that we weren't really the only ones here. And there was a lot of remodel work that I had to do. I was standing here looking at the floors, thinking about what to do with them, and then I saw the woman. You saw an apparition of a woman here, in this room? Right here, yes. Okay, can you describe it for me? She was very tall and slender, very well-dressed, old clothes, like around the turn of the century. And I believe it's Valeria Gibson. Who's Valeria Gibson? Valeria Gibson was Paris Gibson's wife, and I think she still lives here with us. Have you ever told anybody of that? Very few people. Did they think you're crazy? Pretty or? much. And then all of a sudden, after I saw her, she just tells me things. They sort of just come to me, like in my dreams. Kelly's right. She may actually be crazy. If I'm getting this right, you're telling me she's putting thoughts into your head? Yes. Okay. She just sort of tells me what to do. I came here thinking she was seeing a ghost. Now she's telling me that she has a ghost that's actually controlling her dreams. Someone just walked from here over to the stairs. I think they're just spying on us. I think that maybe people can see them sometimes. When I communicate with the dead, they sometimes tell me about the encounters they've already had with the living. Somebody's definitely seen a dead person here, like an apparition. When I saw her apparition, it gave me the idea that I needed to tear this wall out. And when I tore the wall out, this is what I found. This is a, an old, old inkwell from like 1895. 
and I believe it was Valerius. Now, do you think she wanted you to find this? Oh, I'm, I'm sure of it, because I would never have taken this wall out. I had no reason to take the wall out. And I think there's a diary that's still in this house, but I can't find it. Kelly's story sounds insane, but it does make some sense. She dreamed she'd find something hidden inside a wall, and she did. So I get that she would expect the same result when she dreams about a hidden diary. They do not want me to see this, do they? See what? I don't know why they're screaming and yelling going on. What are you looking for? That's so weird. I feel almost like there should be a room. Mm, somebody's putting stuff in there and... Who's putting stuff in there? A woman. What kind of stuff are they putting in there? Books. I feel like somebody's in there, but... Pull it out. Where the f did they go? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I feel like it should go through somewhere. Well, why don't we pull it all up? <laughs> I can feel that this place was used for hiding very important things, but now there's nothing left but insulation. Really sharp pain here. I think this is the female. I'm hearing a female say, Yes, it's me, I died here. Mm hmm. Huh? I'm seeing stairs. This is new territory for me. I'm standing here with a woman who's convinced that a dead woman is implanting thoughts into her head. I can tell you what she told me, what happened to her. She was up here writing, and um, her son Theodore came up, and they got into a confrontation, and he pushed her down the stairs. And she broke her neck and died. That's what she's relayed to you? Yes, that came to me in a, in a dream. She's like running up the stairs. And then I do see her, she's falling back down. Somebody did this to her? Um, she's saying it was done to her. You know, there was a lot of things done to her. Her whole life was kind of dictated and how she died was also dictated. I'm actually seeing a woman who was murdered. Valeria Gibson told me that there's underground tunnels underneath the house too. And they took her corpse down to the basement and through the tunnels to the Park Hotel. It says in the newspaper that she jumped off the Park Hotel and committed suicide, but she didn't do that. She didn't commit suicide. And I think that's what she wants people to know, and that's why she's telling me that. For what you're saying, if she's saying it, is that it made it look accidental? It's a cover-up. And Valeria's telling me that the family got the tunnel system going. These tunnels are all associated with this house? Yep. And you've never seen this tunnel yourself? No. Okay. I had a dream and I know where they are, but I haven't opened the one up from underneath my house, but I know where it is, yes. You do? I do.
This is where I think the tunnels are. Okay, and you think that because Valeria... Told me. Okay. And this is where they took the corpse out, down to the Park Hotel. Did you ever have blueprints for this house, by any chance? I never did. Okay. When I bought the house, I checked at City Hall to see if I could get a set of blueprints, and they're completely gone. So there's nothing showing any kind of a tunnel or anything? As oh, far the as... tunnels are unrecorded. Right. I'm having a hard time believing everything I'm hearing, but I've heard stranger things that turned out to be true. And since I can't disprove any of this, I'm going to continue the investigation and see if there's anything I can validate. I really, I really don't like it in here. <sighs> what is that? See, I'm wondering if the floor could go down more. I see probably like a few people um, down in the ground further. I feel like there's like more down, like a little cellar area or something like that. After speaking with Kelly today, I'm um, having a problem trying to prove any of this. Basically, it's hearsay. I need to start with something concrete, so I'm going to go look into the tunnels. I called a guy named Brad. He's going to use some radar equipment to see if there's any tunnels under the house. Basically, it sends a signal down, which then reflects off of things in the subsurface. If there's a change in reflectivity, like from a void space, the signal comes back up very distinctly and records on the instrument. Okay, so what's the verdict? There was some change in the fill material. So it's possible there could have been a tunnel there that was then filled in later. Okay, Brad's test found an area of the basement filled with different dirt from the rest of it. So maybe Kelly's right. There could be a tunnel under there. Big man doesn't want me back there, does not want me back there. He was like, get out of here, shut up. And he's calling me some names like, you 
blah, blah, blah. He's telling me to go away. Can you see him? Yeah, he's a big guy. I don't know how he fits in there, because he's bigger than the door. He's probably like six foot, and he was like a real stocky guy. He's very protective of this area. He's yelling in my ear, really. <laughs> Stop it. He's like, um, stop it. <gasps> Walking through the basement of this house, there's a large man who's blocking the doorway and won't stop yelling at me. I think he's trying to stop me from seeing what's in the back of that room. He's like retreating because I didn't leave and um, he doesn't really want to give me any more information. Um, and he's just like, just don't touch anything. Just don't touch anything. I still don't know what to make of this woman, Kelly. She lives in a house built by the founder of Great Falls, and she thinks his dead wife is planting thoughts into her head. I'm gonna go talk to the guys who did remodeling in the house. I'm gonna find out if their story jives with what Kelly's telling me. Kelly told me you guys did some work in there. She said you had some strange things happen. Um, one time when we were working on the trim work in the living room area, we heard this female voice coming from the kitchen area. And I said, well, great, Kelly's here. So we walk out there, and there's nobody there. Also, we hear these footsteps upstairs. And so I said, well, she must be upstairs. And so Mark runs upstairs, and he came back. And he goes, there's nobody there. There'd be times uh, that he'd be gone picking me up material, and uh, I hear somebody talking. You know, it's full conversation, woman's voice. And I'm thinking, oh, great, they're back. I go out there to go see where he parked to grab my material, and they're not even here. Nobody's here, you know? It's just me in the house. Now, you guys don't go back in the house, right? No. No. This woman saying, you know, I just don't want any more of this going on. You know, I just want to sleep and I just want to relax. Who's saying this? This lady, it's the same lady as downstairs, but she's kind of like walking away from me. She thinks, you know, that we're evil and uh, that we shouldn't be here. These children, she's trying to protect them. She can't do the things that she wants to do um, because there's all these different people that come and different things happening and they don't make sense to her and uh, she's gonna leave because she thinks that we're evil. Since Kelly's convinced she's seen the ghost of Valeria Gibson, I need to find out more about the Gibson family.
Paris Gibson is legendary in Great Falls. He founded the city in 1883. You can't even spit in this town without hitting something with his name on it. What's weird is, I can't find much on Valeria. Not even solid evidence as to when or if she ever lived in that house. She did have two sons, Theodore and Philip, who were both very involved in Paris's business, and two other children that were born before them but died at a very young age. But I can't find a single portrait or picture of Valeria around this town, and that's a bit suspicious. I'm hearing a guy yell at me that nobody wants me here. This is a very quiet group. They don't like outsiders. There are men. How are these men that are around her related? I think they're family. There's something really foul, foul. And nasty. And I think someone was a little mentally unstable. They're screaming, they're screaming. We will hurt you. Don't think that we won't. Continuing my research into the Gibson family, I read some disturbing things about Paris Gibson's sons, Theodore and Philip. Since Theodore also lived in Kelly's house for quite a while, I'm meeting with the town historian to get his thoughts on the two sons. Uh, do you know anything about the sons themselves? In many ways, I think of the two sons as good cop, bad cop. Philip was a toughie. He was in fights. He was Paris Gibson's enforcer. Uh, Theodore was the good cop, and it was almost like they were playing roles. Some guy was hitting the guy. Sometimes when I touch objects, my mind is flooded with the residual imprint that lives within them. It's basically like opening up a window to another point in time. Some may hit him on his hands. The guy came up and just went bam, bam, bam. And I think he broke some of his fingers. The other guy was a nut job. Which one? The one who's hitting this other guy's hands. The guy was like just in shock. What's wrong with you? What, why are you doing that? Philip uh, was sent to Warm Springs, Montana, to the state mental hospital. The medical records say in his case it was exhaustion of paresis, and that is a mental disorder, and, and he died in the mental hospital. Ironically, later, 
The other son, Theodore, suffered some similar mental problems, and he was sent to Warm Springs as well. So both of her sons died in the state mental hospital? That's correct. The other guy was just like, <laughs> like he thought it was just funny. He was definitely unstable. Now that I have some solid facts about the Paris Gibson family home, it's time to find out more about the house after the family died off. Kelly's neighbor Mark was born and raised in the house next door and has lived there for over 40 years. Mark, as I was talking to Kelly about what's going on in her house, she said that she thinks she's living with the spirit of Valeria Gibson. What do you, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, actually, I think it's, it's very possible. And the reason being is uh, things I've experienced over there myself. Now, have you seen anything at her house? I haven't seen anything, but I felt things. Absolutely, I felt things. I have felt threatened. Um, times where I would not go in that house. Well, that's strange because she has a totally different outlook about it. She doesn't have any fear of it. It seemed that um, whatever was going on over there, it's, it was focused towards men. She had workers that would have a lot of issues, hear a lot of things, and refuse to go in her home. What do you know about her house? I've been born and raised in this neighborhood, in this house, and I know quite a bit about it. A lot of these older homes were converted into apartments. Kelly's home was um, turned into a renter or boarding house. What kind of uh, people were living here? In the early years, when they first started, it was military personnel. And Kelly's place, it was a little different. The people that were renting exclusively over at the Gibson home were mentally challenged. People that were out of the um, institution. Really? Yes. The owner that I remember as growing up, he, he went insane. But I do remember him being escorted out of his home. And I, that's what I remember sitting on the front porch, watching him being taken out, literally in a white straitjacket. It was, it was a big ordeal and it was a spectacle. I mean, he was taken to Warm Springs after living in that home. So let me get this straight. This guy that used to own the Gibson house wound up in a mental hospital? Paris Gibson's kids too? If Kelly's having a mental breakdown, she wouldn't be the first one in this house. Man, I am getting a lot of people. When I first walked into this house, the amount of activity I saw was pretty normal. But the longer I stay here, the more I feel consumed by the abnormal amount of the dead vying for my attention. There's a lot of, uh, of people coming and going. I mean, there's more than uh, would be normal in the house. It's just weird. And there's so much uh, 
sadness, uh, an illness, and uh, yeah, lots of people like climbing in and out of the windows, and then people who don't want to talk, who are taunting us. We have one who's having psychological issues, and one who doesn't like us because we're not from here. Is this really happening or am I crazy? Now that Amy and I have finished with our investigation, this is the first time we'll be hearing each other's findings. Kelly's a little on edge about what we're gonna reveal. So she asked her neighbor Mark to join her for some moral support. He reluctantly agreed. The reason we were called in is Kelly's had some issues in the house. I'd like Kelly to now tell you about her interactions. A year and a half ago, I bought this house, and Paris Gibson was the founder of Great Falls, and this was his house. And um, he lived here with his wife, Valeria, and I've been communicating with a woman for the past year and a half, and I believe that it's Valeria. I would like to know if I am totally crazy. Well, you're not crazy. Um, I encountered a woman here. Wow. When I came in, she was the first person I connected with and had two children that she was protecting with her. She thinks, you know, that we're evil and uh, that we shouldn't be here. These children, she's trying to protect them. During my background investigation, I found out that Valeria had four children. Two of them actually died at a very young age. One was one and one was two. Um, well, I know she was protecting them. She wouldn't let me interact with them at all. She wouldn't let me see them so that there would be no interaction with the children because she wanted to protect them as much as possible. And she's surrounded by a lot of men and it was hard to communicate with her because the men didn't want her to talk to me and they were kind of making her feel guilty and she felt um, that communicating with me might be evil. Kelly, tell her the story that you relate to me about what you think might have went on here. Well, Valeria Gibson, I feel, I guess, that she's a very intelligent woman and very outspoken, but she couldn't speak. She was repressed. She was not allowed to, to talk about anything. And she has sort of communicated to me that a lot of bad things have happened in this house. Mm -hmm. And that those men were responsible for a lot of very bad things. Yes, I would agree with that 100%. Um, in fact, I did get her death. I did see her running and possibly falling down the stairs. She's like running up the stairs. She's falling back down. Oh, I think she got murdered. I felt like her death was not natural. It was a murder. Wow, wow. Because that's exactly what I said to Steve. What she's communicated to me, wow. Um, is that she was pushed down the th third floor staircase and broke her neck. Wow. Mm -hmm. And the, the newspapers had reported that she fell off the Park Hotel, 
But that was not what happened. She was murdered here. And the odd thing about it, there's not much. I mean, there's newspaper articles, there's only two. One says she died accidentally from a fall. And the other one just says she died. They're contradicting. Mm -hmm. To top it all off, the death certificate was signed off on, which I have, and it said that it was an accidental death. But that's it, just accidental. And it was actually signed off on by her brother-in-law, her sister's husband. When you look at the facts surrounding Valeria's death, a lot of fingers point towards the Gibson family. Kelly might be onto something. It's very possible this could have been some kind of a cover-up. She was transported through the underground tunnel from this house to the Park Hotel, and she her body was dumped off. Wow. Okay. And that's what I told Steve. Amy, I saw the look on your face when Kelly mentioned the underground tunnels. Um, what I can recall is that I was in the basement and I wanted to go down further, which made no sense to me at the time. It was kind of a little frustrating. I feel like there's like more down, like a little cellar area. When Kelly mentioned about the tunnels, I called in a guy, Brad, and he uses a system called ground penetrating radar. They do a lot of his testing around here for old mine shafts and oh. stuff like that. So I had him do a test here. Um, he didn't find any tunnels, but what he did find was uh, areas where it looked like there may have been tunnels that were filled in. They've been filled in. How do you know that? I don't know. I can't tell you that. I just know it. Because you can't tell when you go down there that there's anything at all. Right. I and know. So Mark and I have talked about this, and I'm like, I have to get in this tunnel. I have to get in this tunnel. Right. I, I understand that feeling totally. One of the things that uh, I did get as well was something about uh, five men, and two of the men were, were unstable mentally. Some guy was hitting the guy. The guy came up and just went bam, bam, bam. And I think he broke some of his fingers. The guy was in that job. Well, when I was speaking with Ken, the historian in town, he mentioned that the son, Philip, was the muscle for the father. So... Is he still here? Yes. But he came in from outside, and so he's not in the house, he's outside of the house. Well, it turns out that both the sons, Theodore and Philip, went insane. Oh, my. And I got Theodore's that certificate here, and it says, Exhaustion of General Paralysis of the Insane. Philip went insane also, according to the documentation on his death certificate. Exhaustion of paralysis, same thing, insane. Wow. The most frustrating thing about this case for me, there's nothing about Valeria anywhere. There's no portrait, there's no pictures. Apparently somebody wanted her to be anonymous. Why is there no documentation on her? Right. Why are there no photos of her? Right. I don't get that. An influential man like that, you would think the woman he's married to, there would be something about her. I think she'd become a problem because of their stature in this town. Her murder needed to be 
just wiped off the face of history, really. Well, that's the whole the suppression and how she was treated, which was horribly, so. Do you think the woman you saw is the same woman she I saw? I don't know. She didn't tell me who she was. There was no opportunity, really, um, just because of the men coming in. She's in the house. She's guarding this house. Yeah. This was her house. The woman in this house stayed behind for a very specific reason, to guard the spirits of these two young children from all of the insanity around them. Kelly, explain to her what you were talking to me about, the ink bottle you found here, and you said something about a diary. There's a diary, there's some documentation that's written down somewhere in this house of what happened to Valeria, but I cannot find it. This just tortures me. Somebody's putting stuff in there. What kind of stuff are they putting in there? Books. I kind of saw like her putting a little box in there or books in there. She told me I needed to tear the wall out to find the ink well. I mean, I didn't even know it was there. Kelly, you just wake up sometimes and you know things. Is that right? That's how she talks to me. It's at night in my dreams. Right. I just know these things, and I'm like, this is crazy. Um, you know, when you're asleep is the easiest time for them to communicate with you because the brain is actually the most active when we're asleep, which may mean that it's so active that it's actually open to receiving the information from the dead. The other thing about the houses here uh, they made them into boarding houses. So you had a lot of transient uh, occupants coming in and out of mm -hmm. here. I got a lot of different stories. Why is there such a heavy feeling or dark feeling still there? Sometimes a location will hold on to very traumatic, major events that have occurred that leave an imprint on the location. Is there anything that would help prove what we're talking about? Valeria's death. I mean, is there anything? I really wish I could find more evidence to support these theories. It seems very possible the answers we're looking for could be somewhere in this house. The main thing that the dead typically want us to do is to tell their stories. I've been in positions where I've had to tell the dead's story and some people didn't react very well to it. Um, so you do have to be careful about how you go about it in some situations. Kelly is communicating with the female apparition on a very primitive level. With time, she can learn how to hone her abilities and establish a direct line of communication with the spirit. If you want to um, hear them out before you go to sleep, you could say, you know, it's okay to come and talk to me, not through me and show, you know, through my dreams, you can tell me your story. It'll help them. That's amazing. I mean, it's just amazing because it's not something that I can really tell very many people. I mean, Mark knows, right? but that's not something you can actually like have a complete conversation with because they think you're a raging lunatic. Right. Thank you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.